Welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental Puckcast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. Welcome to the Puckcast, everyone. This is the third episode of the youth season. And today on the Puckcast, I'm going to be talking with Jeff Prozeller, who is a GM of the Havana Revolution, and with Don Morrison, of course, GM of the Whitehorse Huskies. We are going to be talking free agency. I know this is late getting to everyone. I apologize to that. Uh, but I'm really happy I was able to talk with both Jeff and Don. And we are gonna we're gonna talk about free agency and Maybe if there was some controversy this year in free agency, if there isn't controversy any year in free agency, but we'll be talking free agency. So really excited to have both of them on the show. And uh, let's get started right away here with uh, Don Morrison and Jeff Prozeller. Welcome, newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Right. I'd really like to welcome to the show now Don Morrison, GM of the Whitehorse Huskies, and Jeff Prozeller, GM of the Havana Revolution, also our free agent bot. So welcome to the show, guys. It's December 23rd when we're recording this. So happy Festivus to both of you and uh, really happy to have you on. Yeah, thanks. Uh... Thanks, Ian. Nice to be here. Uh, happy Festivus to you, too, and uh, happy holidays to everybody out there listening. Hope this is filling some of your uh, family time in uh, through the holidays. And, Don, happy uh, Festivus and happy holidays to you. Thanks for coming on. Yes, happy Festivus to everybody out there. Break out the aluminum pole, I say. Thank you. <laughs> right on. Okay, well, we're going to talk free agents as free agency from this year i know it's quite the delay i had a very busy month and a past month and a half so i apologize to everybody out there uh but uh really happy that uh, jeff and don could both come on um uh, and we'll get it started right away talking about free agency here so um gonna throw the questions out there uh we'll just start right here with uh, with this one uh was was Jeff, was this a bigger year than years in past? There was a, a lot of talk on Twitter about it. Uh, was it actually bigger than years in past or bigger meaning more money spent in total? So, uh, yeah, it, it was quite interesting uh, as the, the um, costulator put out on Twitter, uh, I think midway through this year's free agency, I think it was after group three, kind of where we were at um, for 2021 and where we obviously had been for, for years previous. And it was kind of trending towards we might break the total spending record, but uh, the costulator never gave a final update. So this is the first time you're hearing it, new tidbit, new nugget of uh, information out there. But we did not break the spending record. Um, oh. The total in 2021 was uh, $1.12 billion uh, spent total. Um, but the record still uh, is held by 2017 with $1.32 billion spent. Uh, last year, we came really close. 
2020 with um, $1.318 billion spent. So that was the closest we came. But uh, yeah, this year it kind of backed off a little bit. Okay. Don, thoughts about that? I just think that's getting insane. The, some of the salaries going to individual guys are just... They're just out of this world. I don't know. It's like money doesn't mean anything, really. But <laughs> I guess it's working. I don't know. Or yeah, is that or is it just inflation? I mean, I don't know. It seems like uh, it's it, it's an interesting piece to kind of unpack because when you look at it, you kind of wonder: is it is it the higher rated players? There's more money being concentrated in them, or um or is there just more money in the league overall like uh, it's really hard thing to kind of nail down but right and, and that's a good question and looking at the numbers here just in this year alone like there is a huge drop off from i'm in each round i'm looking at like the top five guys and then all of a sudden the next the next group after that just a massive of drop off right so it looks like we are really starting to throw that money at those big big guys right and saying you yeah, know what? the rest the rest are replaceable maybe and is that is that really the case uh when we get we've seen a ton of injuries this year uh is that the case are those other guys replaceable i don't know i think there's a, a number of people who are playing players that are that are in the low 60s because they didn't go out and get those uh those couple extra 68 67 players right i i think please bring the average way up when when a guy needs it like a top end goalie yeah you know the sky's the limit eh like yourself the you're back up there 32 million guys and rask last year what did he make 60 million and markstrom this year you know montreal followed suit because nova scotia had success by spending huge money on the goalies and, uh, you know, just throwing money around and it's, it worked out. So people like to copy what wins, right? That's my thought there. No, you're well, right. Yeah. And, and that's it. Like you look at, you look at what positions are critical and I don't know, Ian, maybe we get into this a little bit later, but, <laughs> but goalies is one of those where, you know, like if you don't have one, you really can't win without one. Right. So if there's only, you know, 15 top rated goalies in, in the league, then, you know, if you have the team and all you're missing and, and I would put the schooners almost in this category last year, they had everything but a goalie. And so, you know, what do you do? Do you let your team flounder? Or do you go out and pay unbelievable amounts of money and get your goalie? I, I don't know what the right decision is, but you know, that Eric, was the right decision. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, let's look at that right now, then. Let's look at, um, like, what what really sets the market out there. And for myself, for the, for those positions, uh, it was it was a goalie. I needed, a, I needed, he, he calls him a, Don calls him a backup, even though he's my number one. He happens to be injured right now. But I needed a, I needed a goalie. And there were two guys this year. That was it. There were two guys in free agency, and they weren't even... Uh, well, with your, this year's ratings, they weren't even super high or anything either, but they were no. much higher than the next tier, right? Uh, yeah. So that was Bryson Markstrom, of course. Uh, yeah. You had Halak coming in as a 68-rated goalie as well. That was a good pickup by the Aces. 
uh, at 12 and a half million, but, but you had Grice and you had Markstrom. And so I went right away going for Grice because I didn't want to be left there bidding on the next guy uh, who wasn't even rated as high, but I wanted to get that one guy right away. Uh, and this year, I was really surprised that the goalies actually weren't the, the, uh, the highest on average around, right? Uh, you had the, those two guys, then you have the next guys at 12 and whatever. It looks like defensemen were really the highest uh, on average for the top guys going with uh, Weber at 37. Let's look in the next round. We had, um, we had uh, Char at 27 and group three. Oh boy. Yeah, Tanev at, at, at a bunch of money in round four or five. I can't Keith, remember. Yeah, Keith at 20. Yeah. Uh, Goligoski at 30. And... That's, that's insane money for that guy. I know. <laughs> right? But, I mean, well, then, it's what people million. needed this year, right? Yeah. 23. So there was a lot of money spent on defensemen this year, I found, in, in comparison to last year. But you know what? I found, I, I, I agree. I, I noted here, too, that, you know, the highest kind of uh, groupings of, of paid, paid by position is, mm -hmm. is defensemen followed very closely by goaltenders. And, you know, if you look at it as a per person, obviously goaltenders win. Right. Um, because uh, you know, on on numbers, there's fewer of them. But but you know, maybe that's why Don is stockpiling young goaltenders because <laughs> well, it's worth it. Like why why would I you know go into free agency and pay sixty million dollars for a goaltender if I can stockpile them young and hope that you know through scatter shot it kind of works out? Yeah. Oh, is is that is that the strategy, Don? Because you have a lot of young goaltenders, bud. Strategy because I had a number of opportunities to get these top goalies through trades or free agency, and I always picked the wrong guy. Right? I took Bernier instead of Smith. I had both of them off of Henry to trade for, and then I was offered Flurry, and I didn't trade for him in another deal. You know, like every move I made was wrong. So I kind of put my money on Gibson. Well. That didn't do me any good. So I lost out by one and two for a playoff. But yeah, I, I, I am with this. If I didn't have, we didn't have this expansion thing coming up. I'm kind of stuck with Gibson, but it didn't really work out. I would probably wouldn't been better this year trying by Markstrom, certainly last year to buy Rask. So I would say I screwed up that way, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, where, where are you going to pay more million for Rask? <laughs> yeah, no, let's say you got him and you lost by one point in the first round or something. So right. I don't know. It just Eric uh, was close to that. Remember? Like he almost got taken. He was. Out. He did. Uh, yeah, Brandon. Brandon was just he, on the edge of taking him down, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I think it was game seven, overtime yeah, or whatever. It sure yeah, was. it was really close. So, yeah. and then he would have just looked like, you know. But now he looks like the evil genius. Hey, could <laughs> congratulations to him, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> And you make a good point, Don. Like, here we are yeah. a year later, and we're all patting Eric on the back. Like, you're a genius. Yeah. You're so good. And, you yeah, know, yeah. cursing him for this, that thing. If he had lost that game to Brandon in the first yeah. round, we would all be laughing collectively, going, Eric, yeah. you silly fool. Look, like, you, you know, you're bankrupt now because he wouldn't have had those extra playoff series <laughs> of revenue. And, oh. and, like you're you're washed you're washed out, bud. You know. Yeah. So, 
just goes to show you how close how close it really yeah. is. Yeah, you never know for sure. And but it's honestly, funny. I, I I'm just gonna go off uh, go off a little bit here on a different tangent. You talked about those like mistakes there, and I yeah. feel like I have made a ton, and especially in free agency this year. I I uh, number one, I start off by not knowing the rules properly. And I got a nice email from uh, from Jeff uh, when uh, when my uh, restricted free agent that I had uh, put a uh, put an offer in on for my for myself of my own guy, uh, and I said oh, I'd like him at four years because I put in this offer at him. And oh no no, yeah, <laughs> I I should have read the rules more uh, closer yeah, because yeah, if you uh, if you send a uh, RFA to uh, to arbitration. You got to yeah. hope that somebody else is offering them a number of years because I only got uh, Tafoli at one year now, and I'm I'm losing Tafoli at the end of this year unless I, I franchise him, of course. But so yeah, that was a mistake. That that was a huge mistake by me, and I made a couple this year for sure. But uh, but uh, that one was yeah. massive, and you learn from those mistakes. But um, that, that one hurt me, buddy. I, I was I I didn't actually even realize it. Um, well, like I obviously I caught it. Uh, well, when you put in the number of years, but I hadn't seen it in advance, like on the spreadsheet, uh, until until you had went to put in the four years, and I'm like, well, it can only be one, and that's when I realized how old he was, and then and then I sat there on that email for like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, how do I do this? Like, I feel terrible, <laughs> guy, but I have no choice. Like, the rules are the rules, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the rules are the rules, hundred percent. I made I made the mistake, and and. But there it is. I'll, I'll, I'll live with it. But you know what? I will never make that mistake again, right? You, and you okay, learn yeah. from these. You learn from that's, these mistakes. There's lots and of rules go, to follow. Pardon me. There is a lot of rules to follow, so it's easy to make a mistake, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Up all the time. Yeah. But you know what? This is the benefit of listening to the podcast because right. all those. Yeah. You know, newer GMs are going to sit here, listen to this discussion, and go, "Oh man, I'm never going to make that mistake." So, right. you know, the podcast <laughs> is worth its weight in gold. There. Yeah, it's absolutely. Fun. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, all, all right. So, what? Yeah, we were talking about the like the the goalies making per goalie the most amount. Um, but again, there were just a few of them that were up there. I mean, if we bring in every single goalie. Uh, that got that got rated. There were there were a lot of goalies uh, down in the into the forties, even of course. It looks at it really made me think about the ratings this year and the re-rates on goalies and how different this year was at any year in the past that I've been in this. This is my fourth year in the league, uh, and this was so different for goalie ratings that I've ever than I've ever seen. How about you guys? Did it did it change a lot for you guys? Do you find for goalies? So. It's funny you say that because I literally and and Ian, we didn't even talk before, nope. but I literally have written on my piece of paper here: trend towards goalies paying highly comes from wildly variating goalie ratings compared to <laughs> other. So yeah, uh, great minds think alike. I picked up on that too, and you know, it just seems like if you have one of the forwards, and maybe it's because of the position, but. You look at like forwards and and you know if they have an off year they kind of drop a couple points but 
I don't find they drop like 10 points or, or you know, Bobrovsky is an example and yeah. Fleury has had wildly variating ratings, I think, over the years. And there's probably... Matt Murray. <laughs> yeah, dozens of examples. John Gibson. Oh, yeah. John, John Gibson, absolutely. From but, 81 to 60-something. Well, and there's an example of one of the best goalies in the world. And and it's just the, the team... There's nothing bigger in this game for the team affecting a player's rating than a goalie, in my opinion. Because you look at John Gibson there, and you look at what Anaheim was last year, right? And uh, so that really... And, and the past two years, because, I mean, this year, was he even better than the year before? Yeah, it was. Oh, but, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th- I know he's going to be better next year than this year in our in the SACHL because his year is just going better. And, of course, that team is going better, right? So... Um, Could be. It so, makes but, all the difference, I see. But I want to just add about the goalies this year. Yeah. My, my, I agree with you guys 100%. And what I want to say is there's very few elite goalies. You know, mm-hmm. like a team like St. Louis got Flurry. He's, what, 84? And there's you, Jeff, you've got Helen back at 82. And there, I don't know. How many guys is there over 80? There's not many, eh? There's no, not no. many elite. So that's why there's like a gem, right? So if you just happen to get that elite goalie, you know, you're going to be tough to beat. You And you, I would think if you got an elite goalie like St. Louis, load up. And whoever has elite goalies, go for it because, you know, this is that's the catalyst to winning. That's my opinion. No, 100%. you're yeah, you're go ahead, Jeff. right, Don. Like, and 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 that's the craziest part, right? You look at you look at goaltenders as such a critically impactive position, and part of me wondered, like, do we focus on goaltender re-rates because you only have one or two, and if your mm-hmm. goaltender doesn't get a re like a good re-rate your season's basically done. Like, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, it's a, the don't matter and the sim doesn't matter, but, but like, if you have like a, a goaltender that was 78 or, you know, 80 the year prior and he goes down to a 69, like you're going to have a yeah. tough time making the playoffs or, mm-hmm. or really making a push in the playoffs against some of the, the teams like a St. Louis that have an 82 overall or, Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you know, look at Mark's like the Fredericton Express with Vasilevsky and, and right. like how you're yeah. supposed to compete against that. But but I'm wondering if it's comparative to like you have forwards and they take a dip, but then you have a couple other guys who may fill that gap, right? Because you have 12 forwards or you have 18 forwards that are kind of yeah. floating around. And so do you not notice as much because you have guys coming up, guys coming down and it kind of washes out? Like, is there, do you think there's a bias that we're all looking at between different positions or, or do you think that's just a real gap in the ratings? Well, I think it's a bigger gap in the ratings than ever this year, because there are those couple 80 goalies. How many goalies are there that are between 70, like 75 and 79? I think maybe two. Out yeah. there. It was, that was the biggest thing. There were a couple 80 goalies. But then there was just nobody in that 75 to 79 range this year where usually there's uh, there's usually like seven or eight 77 goalies, right? 77 or 78 goalies just in that range normally. So there was just those couple guys in the 80s and then nobody down to 74. And then there was a couple guys between 70 and 74. Well, actually a number of guys between 70 and 74. And then this year... Wow, with the with the with the fatigue on the goalies that with the number of shots that have been happening, 
you really need that backup as well. It's not only the not only having that number one guy, but if you didn't get yourself a backup, you're you're in trouble this year. Yeah, like I'm just looking at it right now. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven goaltenders between 84 and 78. And after that, it drops right down to 74. Right. Yeah. Wow. Like there, there's no middle. There's no team. in between. Nope. Nope. Middle class is gone. <laughs> Say goodbye <laughs> to the middle class. <laughs> That's right. That's true. It's the elites or the, yeah. uh, you're, the you're in the slums. Yeah. Well, and. And that's where that's where I think we're seeing this spending then is like making yeah. sure to get those elite guys because you don't want to be stuck not having right. It worked out last year. We'll just see how it works out this year. But it did work out, right? Yeah, you can't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. have a good goalie like Jeff's saying. If you don't have a, you know, if you got John Gibson in there and you think you're going to win with John Gibson, I don't care how good your team is. Mm. You know, you're going to be fighting. You look in that Canadian division. Our team is going to be fighting to get in the playoffs, but. People that have good goalies, like your backup guys there, you're just laughing. And a lot of other people with good goalies, like St. Louis, look at them. Their team's not that impressive, but they're they're top of the heap. They're battling Jeff, eh? So I think goalie's a big deal. Well, and it's it's actually kind of interesting because I'm just looking at this here. The uh, All the goalies between 84 and 78, none of them are paid more than $8.5 million. Wow. Because everybody kept After them. That, right? You have all the high paid goalies in the 74, 73 <laughs> range because those are the ones that hit UFA. That, got that's all that was available in free agency. Top it's goalie was at 74. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And only a couple. That's the thing. There was only two goalies above 70 in the above 68 in free agency. There was a Grice at 74 and Markstrom at 73. Then they went down to Halak at 68. It was. Thin. So I was really surprised that the goalies were not higher this year that in, in uh, what they got for, for bids. I was really surprised in that when I won Grice outright with my first bid at 32 million, I thought, I thought he was going to 45 for sure. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just make, keep somebody honest with this. Really? Uh, I do want him, but I'll keep somebody honest. And all of a sudden I walked away with him and while people were saying, oh my goodness, that's a lot to spend on him. I was extremely happy actually. Uh, because that was the only position I needed severely, right? Uh, so, so yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's shift gears here, and let's take a look at who you guys th- thought in this year in free agency uh, came out ahead, made some. Whether it was they made some shrewd uh, shrewd deals and we were able to get guys at a reasonable price, or if they just got like everything. They got they loaded up with it. What what do you think? Who who came out ahead this year? Well, um, first off, I, I guess I'll uh, and this is something also normally the costulator normally tweets out, but did not do that this year, at least <laughs> not to my recollection, is the top five spending teams right in free agency. So you're getting I think we have an idea who was number one. Uh, yeah, I, I think number one probably isn't overall a secret, but but we'll go through the list anyway. And again, this this is another um, another podcast um, first original that you're getting only on the podcast. Exclusive. So, you know, if you are, yeah, exclusive. So it, you know, if you're not listening to the podcast, you're yeah. missing a lot of good intel here. But so the top five spending teams, uh, the top was the Schooners. 
Shocker. With $127 million spent. Um, second place were the Montreal Millionaires with just over $100 million. Wow. Uh, Dublin Shamrocks were in third with $90 million. Now, again, this is all based on full money. Now, some of the deals were two-way deals, so that could come into play, but you have to take it on face value that, that mm. that's what the contracts were given. Okay. Uh, the Riders were in fourth place with a little over $67 million, and the Rockies were in fifth place with uh, just a hair behind uh, 67, I think, point one. So they were, uh, they were just really tweaked in the top five. Yeah. I, I spent that much. You did. Wow. Some of these contracts may be two way contracts, but still, if you take them on face value, you okay. were. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I did pick up a lot of goalies this yeah. year. You did. <laughs> I you a lot of two way contracts to do that. But I want I I liked what Don was doing there, throwing the net, right? Throwing the net out of the goalies, and saying, okay. On top of that, I was, I'll I'll say for what I did there for, I've looked for a lot of goalies that would, be able to, uh, you'd be able to uh, expose in the expansion draft, because I thought that they might be valuable at the end of the year. <laughs> well, not the end of the year at, at trade deadline when people are realizing, wait a minute, I don't have a goalie that I can expose in the draft, I'm going to have to expose one of my top goalies. Um, so I, you know, yeah, secret I'm out. Not, <laughs> not gonna lie. I kind of forgot about the expansion draft till about group three or maybe even group four uh, till I started to take a look at my team and say, oh my gosh, how is this going to work? Am, am I in trouble or what do I need to do? But uh, Don did, did, did um, the expansion draft change how you approach free agency? You referenced it earlier about whether you chased a goalie or not. Yeah, it did, because if I'm going to see how Gibson does, um, I'm not going to go out and get another goalie, and especially somebody I have to franchise because I got Drew Doughty coming up. And, and then with the expansion draft, you'd have to protect that person because he's your franchise player. So that just leaves mm -hmm. you all kinds of people exposed. You know, and if you got too many bodies, they're exposed. I guess you can only lose one of them. So, but uh, sure. as far as Ian was saying there about stockpiling, like not only goalies, but defensemen and certain players, because it's $5 million per player that you don't have covered. So if you don't have a goalie, a defenseman or a forward, if you don't cover any of those issues, that's, that could be $15 million. Right. So True. I don't know. It's, True. Uh, yeah. it's not a bad idea to do that. Mm-hmm. It's and bigger than the money for me. It was having to expose then all of a sudden uh, Elvis, right? It, because if I didn't have that goalie that I exposed, then I have to expose all my guys, right? In goal. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. So as, that's for, um, as for kind of uh, teams who I thought uh, um, kind of got it right. Mm -hmm. I really struggled with this. I, I looked through free agency um, for for quite a long time um, over the past three to four weeks, and uh, uh, there there's going to be a fanatic article come out. Um, and again, another exclusive for the podcast. Heads up, there's there's a fanatic article coming out. Um, that even Eric doesn't know about yet. So I got to touch base with him on, on kind of the, 
impact of free agent signings over the past five to six years. And I have all the data of, you know, who signed who for how much money and kind of where their team ended up at the end of the year and what the impact of those players were. And um, I found it really challenging to evaluate based on, you know, just the as far as we've come in the year, who has made the greatest impact um, mm. and, and whether or not that team actually did well by signing these people or not. And again, we look last year at Eric, you know, as a perfect example, if he had lost to Brandon, Tuka Rask got a crappy re-rate this year. If he didn't win last year, it would have been a laughing stock of a signing, really. But but here he is. He won last year. You know, he's kind of middle of the pack this year, and Tuka Rask is, is his FP, and maybe he'll get a nice little bump in the re-rates, and he'll come back next year, and he'll be okay. But, uh, you know, it's so hard to try and figure out who won without without really seeing how it impacts the team. And, um, you know, if I took a quick look through the statistics, I will note that the first player in the, in the order of, of um, stats so far this year, mm-hmm. uh, forwards and defensemen, who has the highest number of points that was signed in UFA was actually Dustin Brown at number 43, with 16 points across 17 games signed by not only anyone but the Havana Revolution. So <laughs> if you wow. look at it through that lens, then I won free agency. But, you know, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah. No, I thought, I thought you did very well, actually, in free agency and the, what you what you were able to uh, grab. And it seemed like you actually spent a bit more this year than in years past from – from uh, from my perspective, not even not knowing the exact numbers on what you spent compared to years past, but uh, it just seemed to me like you put a bit more out there. For myself, you know, who uh, right now, I mean, looking at the standings and looking at some of the deals on some of these guys, I'm thinking the Cougars really came out ahead with this because they didn't spend that much, but they sure got a lot of bang for their buck, it seems like, with Josh Bailey at $13 million, uh, you know, uh riley sheehan andrew shaw a number of these guys that we said or that i i mentioned earlier maybe maybe people kind of forgot about those mid-range guys that uh that we really need that you just look at oh this guy's a fourth liner maybe uh, maybe third line maybe you can fit into that middle six somewhere but but with injuries all of a sudden they're playing up to the second line sometimes and look at the cougars uh last time i checked i have to say i didn't check this evening's stats but last time I checked, the Cougars were number one in the league. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Cougars spent $33 million, which is, you know, not really a heck of a lot of money right. in, in, you know, real terms. Um, they are currently sitting with six, uh, 23 points, which puts them in, I think, fifth or sixth place. Okay. But, yeah, they've had a great unreal start to the season. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know... There's a lot of teams I've noticed that, uh, and and I think this is probably going unnoticed or or maybe, I don't know, Don, you've been in the league a long time. Maybe you can speak to this, but it seems like there's there's a lot of teams like the Vipers are one, uh, the Slammers, like Pat does an unreal job. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, um, 
Um, the Wheat Kings do this pretty much every year. Like Doug somehow puts together a roster that, you know, the majority of the players are, are 73 to 65 and somehow they make the playoffs and, and usually kind of put, you know, fear of God in at least a couple teams throughout the, throughout the, the way. So like, it almost seems like there's a lot of GMs that are overvaluing maybe the, the overall or some of the stat mm-hmm. lines that, you know, really don't matter as much as team chemistry. Like Don, you've had a long time at this. What, what, what do you, what do you do when you put together a roster? Well, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I say Ottawa and Brandon, you pointed them to out. They seem to know how to, and, and Doug, I don't even think he just, he kind of just lets it throw, just leaves it all even, but he puts together his roster and, uh, he seems to have very good results. Um, this year, he's got a whole bunch of goalies with high disability, so they're all getting injured. But, you know, he went and picked up another one there, and uh, he continues to roll along. So um, I, I think the big winner in uh, free agency this year could be Montreal, like you guys were saying, with uh, Markstrom's re-rate. He's going to look like the best deal. That's what I think. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what the Sims going to do because some of these playoffs are being won by people. You know, remember Al Hammond? All of a sudden, somebody comes out of the closet <laughs> at 68 or 58, and all of a sudden, he can't lose, right? Or, yeah. you know, Steve Pietro won 17 games in a row for a guy. What's that? You know, yeah. like, where did that come from? So you just don't know, eh? So I don't yeah. know. I don't know how any of these guys could turn out, really. And sometimes, like you say, a 68 a guy or something, you know, and Doug and all them got those type of guys on their roster and they seem to do well. So it is, maybe it's a lot more chemistry than we think. Yeah. I, I, I honestly believe chemistry is underrated and, and a variety mm-hmm. of players is underrated um, as opposed to, you know, OV and worrying about, you know, whether you have, um, you know, however many guys in their seventies and like, I'd be, I've never seen the formula that goes into Eric and Henry's um, kind of preseason power rankings, but I'd be very curious to what it is. Um, You know, especially this year, it seems like there's a good number of teams that broke that or bucked that trend early. And and we'll see if they stay there. I mean, the Cougars, Vipers, Slammers, they all kind of seem to be up there. Um, they're the ones that stick out for me, but um, I'm sure there's others that that you know have kind of put together a gelling roster that seemed to work, and we'll see if that uh, if that continues. But well, I think yeah. the biggest variable this year could be injuries. But do you I find that we say that kind of we do say that each year that? wow, the injuries are big and big. Uh, I did mention earlier the uh, that the we're seeing a lot of shots this year. I think a lot more shots than in years past. Um, yeah. But I think we're, we tend to see that injury bug uh, every year, right? Uh, I don't know if we're that far off what we have been in years past. Uh, maybe it's to key guys. Um, and, it, and, of course... It also depends on if it's happening to you. You see it a lot more if you're if it's your guys, your big guys that are going down, right? It's, oh my goodness, the injuries are terrible this year. But yeah, there, there's definitely a recency bias to that for sure. But uh, 
like I don't want to say a word on injuries because you know. <laughs> uh, it. I, 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 I'll just leave it there. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think they seem that bad this year for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. You you're gonna see that roll right now coming right after the Christmas break. All of a sudden, revolution guys are just gonna be falling. Mark's not simming tomorrow or the next day, right? Like I have a couple days that I can I can like add a buffer zone to let this air clear out before he's. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I was gonna ask, uh, and is there anybody that you thought overspent or maybe underspent? I don't know if that's such a great question, um, uh, but were there any surprises? I'll, I'll ask any surprises for uh, for Spain this year uh, on on maybe certain players or uh, certain teams. Um, I had a couple that I noted as as kind of outliers to me, and and there's reasons why for most of them. Um, so I'm gonna give them a break, but but underspent, I, I found. I was kind of shocked that maybe the Buckaroos didn't do a little bit more. Um, you know, I just looked at their roster and I was like, man, they've got a good goaltender. They've got pretty good defense. You know, they don't have a lot of holes. So maybe that's why, you know, JD was like, ah, I don't need to do a heck of a lot. You know, maybe he's got the, the positional needs he has because um, I didn't examine his roster too in depth, but um, I was like, man, he could probably have used another high-end forward, like another, you know, another, and, and it doesn't mean he didn't try maybe to, to throw in uh, some, some bids and maybe he just didn't win out. But I was like, man, if he had one more top line forward, I, I really think he'd be, you know, even more dangerous than he already is in a, I don't want to say weaker world conference uh, for, fear of getting the wrath of Gary upon me um, <laughs> in my, in my fellow conference. But, but, you know, in all honesty, I think this year of all years, I can actually fully admit that the world conference is definitely not as competitive as a Canadian. Um, and so, you know, J I look at JD and the Portland Buckaroos and I'm like, man, I, I really think that they're a top tier team in that conference. And, and, you know, I don't want to say they missed the boat because, anything can happen and, and they've still got a full solid roster. So, you know, I might be eating it at the end of the year here, but, uh, but I just think, you know, maybe one more top line forward would really push them up against the wall there. Um, for overspenders, I noted two, the gladiators, um, you know, they're rebuilding, uh, to say it nicely. Love you, Henry. Um, <laughs> But uh, I don't know what the plan was with the defenseman he signed. And, you know, I, I have to assume they were signed in trade. Um, but with the, with the price he paid for these guys, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe he's thinking money's my asset. So, therefore, I'll sign these guys for a bunch of money. And then if I have to trade them, even if I have to offset the salary, I'll still get something in return via like picks or prospects. I, I'm just not sure, but um, yeah, kind of not necessarily the, the method that he was using. It was more so the like, 
with how much these guys are being paid, is it really worth it? I don't know. Maybe it's just cheaper to buy the picks off someone. I, I'm not sure. Um, and the Shamrocks, like, at, you know, I think I noted earlier, they were top three spending mm-hmm. the league. Now, I, again, a lot of those contracts were two-way, so they probably won't materialize into anything close to $90 million. But, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even even if you take it at a, at a two-way contract price, it's still a lot of chunk of change. Um, you know, and then you come into, is it better to have these guys, like, you know, if a couple of them work out, is it worth it? Or are you wasting that money that you should just be stockpiling for for UFA? I really don't know the answer, so I'm not the expert. But that's just kind of what stuck out to me. Sure. Don? Uh, The only general comment I have, I don't have specifics on all the different teams, but when, say, 14 or 17 million, that's like a reasonable low contract for one of these guys that's in the 68s. Or To me, that's just... That seems a lot. That seems you're overpaying unless there's somebody that you really need, say he's a checker or a defensive player or somebody that you really need to fill a hole. That just seems like you're way overpaying. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. I understand. You yeah. could trade for a guy like that, probably get him way, way cheaper. Eh? You know, um, and that that's I don't know. I think some people in free agents, they go kind of crazy. It's just it's like they're at like a casino or something. But uh, you, you know what? I just like to add any of these deals, like you say, you don't really know how they're going to work out until you look down the road. And Jeff said a lot of these guys that made this money didn't end up doing nothing. So, and other guys, you know, you can end up with a steal. So that's my only observation. And you know you what? Never... Make a good point in the sense that, you know, and I don't know if it's it's just because it's like, it's like Christmas for some people or you kind of get caught up in the rush, almost exactly like you said, like a casino mentality where you just, you see everybody else doing it. So you think it's okay. Um, But you're right. Like sometimes I look at, I look at free agency and I I will fully admit I was that person. And Ian noted it earlier for the last like three or four years, I have completely abstained. Like I, I don't think I've signed pretty much anybody or Nobody really notable until this year um, in free agency since maybe even Brent Burns, which was like five or six years ago. But um, because I looked at it the same way you did, Don, is like, you know, maybe at $14 million for someone who's 68 overall, like how much, like what type of pick do I need to deal off to get a guy who's 68 overall from someone? And what's that pick worth? And, you know, I've talked to Eric and a couple other GMs at nauseum about what I call the asset triangle of like picks, players and money. And, you know, it's like, what way do you want to work that to, to yeah. get what you need? Right. And so you're right. Maybe the answer isn't paying $14 million for a 67 or 68 or 70 overall guy. You look at it and go, well, I can trade a second overall pick or a third overall pick for an expiring guy who's 68 and you know maybe that's the same thing so you know then you get to keep your 14 million dollars i don't know well you know i'm looking it over and there was only one player in that was below 70 that Mm -hmm. got that got more than that got close to um 10 million and that was a that was a goalie Mm -hmm. there were two goalies sorry there was a goalie at 68 halak got 68 
And there was another goalie, and I was mistaken earlier when I said Halak was the next best goalie. There was a 69 goalie. It's just I didn't I didn't know him. And he was, I was like, what? But yeah, there was a 69 goalie. Where is he? Thompson or something? Um oh, guy, Brandon got him. Yeah, Brandon got him. And yeah, they, he got him for 10. So he was a 69. Logan Thompson, yeah. Brandon yeah, got him for 10 million. But other than that, there was nobody else. Everybody was 70 or higher that got anything over 10 million, other than those two goalies. Uh, yeah, they got but, cheated. But still, there are a lot of like 71s and 72s getting like $18 million too. So um, yeah, yeah. I, see, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying, Don, and that there's a lot of guys that are, you know, that you don't expect that 71 or 72 to make a massive impact on your on your roster. Yeah. But there's just not that there weren't that many of them this year. I think that's part of it. And the other thing, that's one of the things I love, 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 love about this league is that there's so many ways you can go about building your team, right? We look at the we look at the aces, what the aces do, and they're just I know Dustin would love to make draft, like would love to draft players and be in drafts. I think that's he he mentioned on, on the show one time that it's one of his favorite things is the draft, right? And it's it's so <laughs> ironic that he never makes any draft picks. <laughs> um, and then he just signs that free agents here, but it works. I mean, look at his team every year, right? Um, and then you have people who just will not go into free agency at all, like Guy, and and no. that's working for him, right? Obviously, it's really working for him. Uh, so the 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 gambit that we run here, like between different GMs on how they run their team, is just incredibly large, and. Uh, and I just love it. I just love that everybody does their own thing in this uh, and the way they run their team. And that's why I don't want what we talk about changes to different things. I don't want many changes in this. I just think it's just it's just so beautiful the way it all works. Right. Uh, so anybody can do their thing. Right? So here's an interesting uh, observation, too, is like when, when you look at when you're talking about variation of how teams approach uh, free agency or, or, you know, the draft or, or picks and prospects and how they build their team. There's also, you know, the way that they approach free agency and, and there's so many different types of, of, um, of approaches, you know, you'll have some to go like basically scatter shot and say, okay, I'm going to throw, you know, 25 to 30 bids around on all these different guys. And, you know, it doesn't really matter as long as I get like someone that's kind of generally in this range or someone that fits this general kind of hole in my team, it doesn't really matter what his name is. I'm not really that picky. I'm more picky on price maybe. Right. And so, you know, we'll, we'll throw out 30 bids around on all these different guys and hope that they get one. And then you'll have other teams that approach it like, like literally surgically and they will they will sit there and they will throw in four bids around or two bids around or one bid around but they're going for that guy that's the only guy they want there's nobody else they're interested in and they're gunning for that guy and if they don't get him it's like okay don't care um, there's another guy in group 4 that I want but other than that I'm I'm not looking at anybody else and I think that's just so cool how each GM looks at this differently and evaluates it and looks at it and says, okay, this is what I want or this is what I don't want. So it's just such a neat, uh, neat aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it actually brings me to, I was that just 
kind of like, okay, if I don't get this guy, I'll get this guy. And there's my huge mistake number two this year in free, in free agency was I needed a I needed a higher end defenseman. I needed a top defenseman in this. And I kept thinking the money's going to come down. The money's going to come down. The money's going to come down. I'll get somebody in the in the group four or group five because people will have spent their money and I'll get a Tanev. I'll get a uh, Goligoski. <laughs> I was sadly mistaken. And I didn't. I didn't spend enough on defense, um, even though I was, I guess, top five um, in spending. I didn't spend on that top defenseman, which I should have. And top defensemen, they're rated 74, 73, but they really have the ratings where I wanted them, right? Those those are two guys I really wanted this year was Goligoski and especially Tanev. And I didn't spend it. I didn't go out and get them. So, um, yeah. All right. <laughs> We'll move on from there. Uh, so thinking about that, people, there was some controversy, I guess, maybe uh, over free agency this year, over what people are spending. Um, are there any changes coming to the way we're doing free agency? Um, so, uh, yes. I mean, there, there's definitely, uh, been a, like a long-term approach at free agency. I don't think it's any big secret that, um, you know, the league in general looks at free agency and how it's currently run through Microsoft Excel and, you know, email and, and, you know, it's, it's painful and it's meticulous and there's errors because there are, uh, free agent bots who aren't properly oiled or whatever you want to <laughs> say, maybe lubricated with alcohol or any other substance that needs to be in the bot to make it work properly. Um, you know, but it, it's not a foolproof system. And and uh, it's also not really user-friendly, uh, in all honesty. I mean, you know, Mike, I'm sure, would be the first one to, uh, to, to tell us all that, you know, he would love to automate it. Um, and and we all know how um, Mike is is always nitpicking and and making the site better and making every you know all our lives better and user experience in this league that somehow we pay nothing for um, better every day and every minute. Um, but yeah, free agency is definitely one of those things that's on the list of how can we automate it? What would it take? Um, but the other piece of that is is you know looking at you know, different options of how do we do something in general that, you know, would overhaul free agency, um, you know, to, to make it fully embrace the free market system, um, you know, and, and kind of better evaluate the relative strength of bids and what that would look like, um, such that, you know, you could really compare uh, a full bid against another full bid so that, um, you know, teams could, could really put together a more fulsome offer to a player and be evaluated in real time instead of, you know, kind of round by round and group by group, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you do that? So there is some talk and, and that's being looked at, um, you know, it's all part of the automating process as well as, as getting it right. So, you know, that's, uh, it's definitely being looked at and I, I, I really think that it would, improve all of us as GMs in the league, I think it would really improve our user experiences, you know, the bidding process and, and how we 
you know, make an offer to a player and, and they respond based on all the other offers that are available to them, similar to how it happens in the NHL, right? Like, you know, as a player, you get all these offers come through and um, you get to evaluate them based on all the aspects that, that are that are there um, that may be of value to you, right? So, I don't know. Um, Don, how, how do you find FA and, and the other automated features that Mike have brought in? Do you, do you find them easier to use than the Excel process? Because I'm sure it's painful that you're not the only one. I also am not a fan. Well, believe it or not, people I hang around with think I'm a techie, but they don't know anything. So <laughs> I, little, I know a little bit more than almost nothing. Yeah, no, that spreadsheet with the free agent, I've had problems with that because I just can't remember. I'm not used to any spreadsheets or anything, but the mm -hmm. ones where Mike has where you just go there and pick stuff, that's super easy, right? Really user-friendly. So that would be if you could move towards something like that and maybe – and you don't have to do so much work either because, like you say, you have to put so many hours in there and there's so much to look at, there could be a mistake made, right? But if you just go there and you pick it and it's straightforward, I don't know how it would work. But, uh, you know, similar to how he has when you have to pick the roster, what it is, or when you have to re-sign people, right? Um, I, yeah. you know, I don't know anything about it, but that, you know, for the, those of us that don't know, there's quite a few, that'd be something that would be great. Yeah, and I think that's the idea is something along the lines of, you know, website-based where you can go in and you see all the different players and you can kind of pick the ones you want to make an offer to. And it's like drop down menus and similar type of, of user integration that you see in the, and how you make the RFA bids. And again, like it's nice to hear that that would, that's kind of a lot easier for, for all of us than the Excel, because as you, as you mentioned, Don, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of behind the scenes hours that go into getting all that, uh, right or as right as it can be anyway so yeah yeah and on behalf of the league thank you so much for everything you do with that uh it's really appreciate appreciated by all of us uh jeff that's it's i know it's a ton of work there so um so thank you uh okay so maybe some maybe some changes coming maybe some changes coming um you know, there's there's a lot that goes into, as I said, I think it was last year, uh, Ian, when we talked, there's a lot that goes into making the mm -hmm. sausage. Um, you know, the, the more you pull back, the more you really figure out how complicated it all is and, and why it's structured the way it is. And, you know, all of the little intricacies that, that get thought about. And, and there's so much thought that goes into making all of us as GMs experience fulsome and and you know making sure that you know the contracts aren't punitive and that you don't you know lose hope and that you're still able to build your team in a variety of ways and like there's so much thought that, mm -hmm. that Mark and Mike and everybody that that you know is is really guiding this league puts into making sure that we all have an awesome time every day and really love every part of this league that, um, you know, that, that you, you don't want to lose sight of any of that along the way. Right. So right. that's, that's all in there too. And, um, anyway, uh, yeah, hopefully something's coming along to, uh, to make it a little bit, 
you know, more fulsome and, and more realistic, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a work in progress. I don't know how far out we are, but you know, there's always the uh, the league rules too of how how long we all have to have notice before something happens. So you know, yeah, we'll all find out in good time. I, I'll probably find out with a lot of the, a lot of us. So anyway. <laughs> too bad because because you know the free agent bot's kind of fun so i'd like to i've been petitioning mark and mike to make sure whatever happens that the free agent bot lives on in some fashion still has a role there yeah Yeah, (laughs) well we i know i'd appreciate that too i had so much fun uh (laughs) with with everything that you you do with that so again thank you uh from the entire league for for everything you do with that uh guys this was fantastic uh i i really had a good time uh talking uh free agency with you guys and uh and i I like all the perspectives that we that we have going in there and uh and just another reason why this league is just incredible and and as you put it it's it's a league that none of us are paying anything for it's a completely free league and the (laughs) amount of fun that i get out of it it's is incredible so uh, so thanks for everything that you guys do uh, in the league and and uh, social media and everything. It's it's so much fun. Let's just let's just hope we can all do a uh, safe and awesome yes. summit uh, in 2022 because um, it'd be really nice to see everyone and you know Don and and Ian. I I'm hoping you guys if if we can make it happen that we can uh, you know chat in person. Be great. Absolutely. I'm, I'm planning on being there still. So <laughs> I'm going to be there. And uh, Jeff, thank you for being the bot. And uh, we're going to have a cigar and a beer with you and Ian. And Ian, thanks for doing the podcast. And it was lots of fun. So, and awesome. uh, that's about it. <laughs> awesome. Good talking with you, Don. This is great. Yeah. Again, buddy. yeah. Merry Christmas to all of you. Yeah. Christmas to you guys. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Don and Jeff. If you'd like to be on the podcast, or if you have any ideas for the podcast, you can DM me at S-I-C-H-L Rockies on Twitter, and I'd love to hear from you. Okay, bye for now, everyone. Have yourself a happy Festivus, and of course, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Next up will be the World Juniors. We'll see you then.